What do you? I'm um, take. I'll take you to dinner. I'll oh. take you guys to dinner. Where'd you go? Uh, Cracker Barrel. Arby's. Hey everyone, welcome to the Thin Red Vine. This is Mark. This is Dave, and we're back. Top five week, but before we get there, um, big news from the Huge. Red Vine land. We bragged a little last week. We did a couple weeks ago. Now we did our our fast food menu items. Yeah, um, that we thought would be funny. I think people are loving that episode. Gotten a lot of funny comments about that. <laughs> Lots of references to the A-bomb on my end. Um, which, I, I, yeah, I was asked idea. about the A-bomb as well. I was like, like the A-bomb. Yeah. Um, but we bragged last week about how, you know, in the to us anyway, in the wake of just having had this conversation and come up with all these examples, Burger King swoops in, comes out with the Spider-Verse Whopper, yeah. the bright red bund Whopper. Um, doing exactly what we were talking about. Yes. And then again, we got I got a little message today from uh, Laserdisc Matt, always always hot on uh, the case, um, of another announcement. Now, specifically, this one's kind of <laughs> eerie because yeah. at the end of the episode of the, it must have been the movie tie-in episode, we said specifically, or somewhere in there we said yeah. specifically, if Taco Bell comes out with the Volcano Taco, yeah. we will watch Joe versus the Volcano <laughs> and, and eat, eat it. a Volcano Taco. <laughs> right. And then, what do you know? Um, that Taco is... Bell's coming out with the, the Volcano menu again. Yeah, you sent me that message. They're re-releasing a couple menu items from the 90s. So it's a version of your idea. You right. said for Indiana Jones, they should right. re-release like a menu of retro items, which yep. is what they're doing. The and I picked out menu. a couple to highlight. You, and you included the Volcano Taco. I did. So it's, it's, it's not just the specific call out of Joe versus the Volcano and the Volcano right. Taco, but in spirit, your whole, I mean, it's not attached <laughs> to Indiana Jones as far no. as I know. No. Though I could imagine a commercial that connects the dots. Sure. Why not? That's not that hard. No, easy. <laughs> Uh, you, somebody cracks a whip, and there you go. It's, uh, <laughs> dun, 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 it's, an, dun. it's an Indiana Jones. Commercial. He's running away from the lava sauce. So anyway, we did it again. We are uh, we are um, predicting the future. <laughs> Maybe we should start. I don't know, raising the stakes of these predictions a little bit right. more. We, we're, but we're I will say so we, small. if we tried to, I'm sure yeah. we would. It's like we're accidentally. That's right. We're tapping into some. We kind say of, something, and then boom, yeah. it shows up. Yeah, yeah. But we're not really thinking. Oh, I'm gonna say this, like. No, of course not. Right, yeah. yeah. So maybe it's maybe it's just hindsight bias. Maybe we're just we're just happening to look into the things we've said and discovering they've been true all along. You know, yeah. maybe maybe the but or the alternative is we're wizards. <laughs> so I like that alternative. I, uh, I'll stick with the I'll yeah. stick with the latter. Now yeah. this week is it's June second, so this is the release date for the sequel to Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man get your red bun whopper. Spider-Verse is that? Do I have that right? Correct. Across the Spider-Verse. It's one of these cheeky titles that just changes uh, a preposition. Right. (laughs) Yes. And it's mostly the same, which is I think clever in the short term, but actually frustrating to remember in the long term. And a movie where we have not seen, but we're planning to see. Yeah, because Whether it's we just coming out tie today. tie it to the pod or not, but... So today's episode isn't going to be about that movie, but thinking about that movie... <laughs> That'd be me, too let easy. Me, let me walk you down a, a trail of ideas here. So yeah. th- across the Spider-Verse, we got Spider-Man. Yep. Um, we all know Spider-Man. We've seen his origin story many times. It's yeah. sort of like every time they make a Batman movie. you got to show 
The Got Wayne's something. getting killed in the alley again, one more time. Right. With Spider-Man, it's the spider. It's the spider biting a, a young Peter Parker or Miles Morales, as the case may be, yeah. and turning into Spider-Man, getting the powers right. of the spider. Um, and it got me thinking about spiders, these scenes in movies that where the creepy crawly comes into play, where a spider takes takes uh, the show for a second. And um, for different effects, I think usually it's in a horror context or a creepy context, but sometimes right. it's cute and sometimes it's science fiction related, like in Spider-Man. So I was thinking, what are the other, I think of, and I think you would agree, like in the yeah. Tobey Maguire, the 2001 Spider-Man, that's kind of an iconic scene. He's sitting there taking pictures of Mary Jane. They're sure. In the, they're in that little, they're going on a tour of a lab. I forget what yeah, the exact, Oscorp. it's like a field trip. Oscorp. Yeah, it's a field trip of Oz, to Oscorp. Yep. And he's getting Mary Jane to pose. And it's kind of a cute moment because he's the nerd and she's yeah. the pretty neighbor girl. And, of course. And he's, he's excited that she's even talking to him. Yeah. And he's taking pictures. Meanwhile, this little blue and red spider lowers down, bites him. Um Spider powers. really started the, I think we can say responsible for the MCU, the spider, right? It illustrated, and I know that's the Sony Spider-Verse, but. But it shows up. In 2001's Spider-Man kind of illustrated, I think, for Hollywood that superhero movies can work yeah. in a way that hadn't been attempted today. Right. They don't have to be campy. They don't have to be dark and brooding. Correct. Like a Tim Burton Batman. They can just be down yeah. the middle, a comic book story, and it works. Yeah, I think it did kind of so, relaunch um, things. Spider-Man uh, did it. <clears throat> anyway. Not on our list. <laughs> made us, right, we, we left those up. So we're yeah. thinking, what are other iconic bug moments in movies? Right. They stick in your memory yeah. for whatever reason. Maybe it's crucial to the movie. Maybe it's a crucial scene. Maybe it's just... It's just memorable for a visual right. reason or memorable for a feeling that comes with it. So you did, I was, Dave mentioned this idea to me yeah. and I, I wasn't as en enthusiastic. Well, in my mind, there's so many choices. Right. And I didn't have, that did not, uh, they weren't flooding uh, to my mind. And so um, you, this, so, it, so this is tied to Spider-Man and you said spiders Right. But then you did fan it out, like you could say. It could be other bugs, insects, creepy crawlies, as you like to say. Yes, yes. Any of that's fair game. Yeah, let's call it bugs. Maybe that's what we'll do for the title of the episode. For the sake of for the sake of grouping it into one word, bug moments in movies. But that could be insects, that could be spiders. Um, bugs. Sure, bugs. Um, this is on the level of like our helmets episode from a couple months ago. The top ten movie helmets. We know you it's love like, that one. Let's try to process. A couple people did really like that. Well, it's just an interesting way. Like, it seems sort of far-fetched, but it's like, take yeah. a really specific thing and just use that as a way to group movies together that maybe you maybe you would have grouped together or maybe you wouldn't have grouped right, together. Yeah. It's a way to kind of let us talk about, at least in my case, a bunch of movies I probably never would have talked about, I feel like. Um, but we'll see. We'll see yeah. what gets turned up here. That might be true. Um, so, again, our definition of bug, insect, or arachnid. So some of our favorite, most memorable yeah. bug moments in movies – um, do you have any honorable mentions before we get started? I only have one honorable mention. And so when you pitched this to me too, I was like, yeah, okay, like bug, not bug movies, but like bug moments. Sure. So my list caters to bug moments. Yep, I think mine too. Um, and my honorable mention though is a bug movie, A Bug's Life. <laughs> oh, I was in my head, I was like, because you mentioned in our text, you're like, I think yeah. I'm going I'm going heavy and animated. So, and I was like, you got what, A Bug's Life and Ants? <laughs> what, are you, no. what are you doing? The whole, that'd be an interesting side by side too. Yeah. So the whole movie is bugs, right? So, That's right. Um, but why I 
wanted to note this is because I feel like uh, I'm a big Bugs Life fan. It came out yeah. in 1998, and I feel like it's a little... I think people like it, but I feel like it doesn't get as much love as some of the other Pixar movies. Yeah, um, I remember liking it at the time, but yeah. I haven't heard about I think it in the, a long time. I think the cast, and specifically, if I had to pick a bug, the character of the main character, Flick. Flick. Yeah, he's just fun and funny, and uh, that every time I watch it, I'm drawn into it. Uh, super animation, and I would say there's... I, I really like the movie. That's why I was like... Well, the whole movie I like. I'm not going to pick one bug moment from sure. Bug's Life. Fair and so I let go of that. It's an honorable mention. I'm at peace. I like that German caterpillar. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a funny, it's a funny oh, character. Oh, yeah. It's a, he's kind of that good. He has a, a funny voice. It's a funny voice. He's got a funny it's whole huge. bit that he does. Yeah. yeah. I like that guy. Well, the whole, yeah, the circus bugs are <laughs> yeah, pretty hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's your one honorable mention? I just, yeah, because I was that's hard. That's a good reason. I was hard yeah. pressed for five yeah. and um you you kind of spoon fed me two two of mine but maybe one i don't know if you were thinking of the same movie i was for it so anyways yeah yeah um i just thought while we were sitting here getting ready i was i was kind of interrupting whatever we were talking about a couple times to say oh i remembered another one. Ooh, i remembered another one and one i i You're thought about rubbing last... it in my face with all your bug <laughs> yeah, movies I know. one i thought about last night that crossed my mind but as i look at it again now i realize no i was right not to include it but i still want to mention it is starship troopers because that that whole alien species they're fighting i thought that would have been they, on your they list they call bugs but they're not bugs in the sense that you know us Earthlings would refer to bugs. So I feel like it's a it's a little bit of a stretch, you know, because they're just they're calling them bugs because they're quite insect-like. Yeah. But it's a whole alien species. So Are you? Know. Is it I fair like, to I say like you're movie. you're you're a big fan of that movie? I'm a big fan of that. movie. I've only seen it once, and I don't. It's worth. I'd, I'd want to rewatch it okay. if you haven't seen it um, in a long time, or if you haven't seen it at right. all, it is important to distinguish though, for the folks listening, for the folks at home, sure. that the book Starship Troopers written by acclaimed science fiction writer, Robert Heinlein is quite, is very different from the movie to the point that I don't think he liked, he liked the movie because the movie, the book is a serious story yeah. about about warfare and military life yeah. and isn't and it uh what's his face of, directed it <clears throat> but the but the movie is um like a satire it's very funny okay. and intentionally so but you could watch it without almost without noticing depending on how old you are when you're watching it or Got what it. your mindset is but it's if you watch it through the lens of this is a satire of military sure confidence etc yeah and propaganda then i think it'll be a good time yeah so starship troopers i also in the same vein um i just remembered the ending and this is a little bit of a spoiler but the old tim curry version of it sure i've seen that surprisingly ends, ends with him turning into like a big spider <laughs> yeah so that i feel like that kind of counts as a spider moment um, a memorable one um, but my last one, this is a bit of a head scratch for me because I'm, I'm going to honorably mention a movie that I cannot name because, and the reason it didn't make my list is because I cannot figure out what it is. I have a memory in my head that oh, I cannot wow. place. So I'm going to describe this to you. Maybe someone will help if me. If someone can comment and get this, <laughs> name this amazing. movie for Dave. So as a kid, I saw a movie where, now I'm going to describe a scene to you. And now me- memory is quite faulty. 
This sure. scene might not exist. Could this, this scene, be a dream and not even a movie? This could be a dream, and okay. not even a movie, and, or it could be like a weird amalgamation of All movies. Right. And I not, like that you you're confident enough though. But to, I'm pretty to, sure because we're recording it, right now. I'm pretty sure right. I saw it on TV at my grandparents' house when I was not being supervised, and it was on like this sci-fi channel or yeah. something. I don't know. So it could be like a sci-fi original movie, and in that case, yeah, probably you don't total, know what totally you're lost to time, <laughs> right? And of a moment. But um, the scene in the movie is there's some kind of villain who has control of, like, killer bees. And he has these bees, like, in a briefcase. And he gets into an elevator with somebody. And he, like, has this special, uh, like, honey or pheromone thing he spreads on people. And then he releases the bees and then the bees like eat the person alive. Like it's 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 great. The only the only thing that comes to mind when you say yeah, go ahead and say because I I did some digging and I've I had I ran into some ideas, but none okay. of them proved fruitful. The only thing that popped in my mind is Candyman yep. two. I thought about Candyman, maybe Candy Candyman two specifically. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, maybe I didn't look closely at Candyman two. <laughs> I looked at Candyman and I was like, no, that's I think not Candyman it. two. I think on the poster, like a bee is coming out of someone's mouth. Yep, that's in the first one too. Oh, it is. Okay, maybe bee. it is. He's got a whole bee thing. Okay, going I didn't on. know. Maybe it's not. Um, yeah, I looked into the Candyman movies. None of them looked like the right thing. Okay, but maybe it was one. Of, I know there's several. Maybe one of those sequels actually had the scene, and that would maybe would have made more sense why it was on TV and not, you know, yeah. somewhere else. Um, it turns out there's a whole. This was quite a rabbit trail for me. I watched a lot of clips, read a lot of plot synopses of B-related horror movies. There's a lot of them. Had you found the title, you it would have made your list. If I could have confirmed, yeah, because it was such a it's such a deep memory for me. Like I was like, oh, I remember this as a chilling beast. Like it scared me as a kid. You know, one of those scenes that just like a little nightmare inducing. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, scary. Yeah. Um, but I haven't seen it since. It's just sort of passing thing. I probably saw when I shouldn't have seen and really stuck in my mind. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of movies. There's a movie called The Swarm. There's a movie called The Deadly Bees. There's movies about killer yeah, bees. I did there's a all quick sorts search and ran into a lot of titles i'd never I, heard of and i i dove in i watched clips and nothing nothing matched up with my memory but again i could have made it up so let me honorably mention mystery b movie mystery that, b movie that did kind of stick in my craw for whatever reason <laughs> craw. Um, but we can get back yeah. into the into the real list would you like to go first you want to jump into yeah the first i will bug moment i will take uh you talking about bees to, to mention my first movie, which is Bee Movie. <laughs> I, I, I wondered if you're going to do it. <laughs> and so, um, but there's a specific scene I went well, with. Well, tell the people about the premise of Bee oh, Movie sure. quickly. So we're talking about, this is 2007, and Jerry Seinfeld decided to write a movie. Yeah. Um, it's an animated movie, and he plays Barry Benson. A and, bee. A bee. Uh, <laughs> and he's wor- he doesn't like working in the in the hive and he knows that's short-lived he wants to get out in the world and meets up with uh, renee zellweger's character oh. uh, have you seen this i've not seen oh you haven't movie. oh no. okay i so, thought it was famously bad so I, oh I no it's all it's great oh i thought it i, I thought could, it was a big flop no oh it's i don't know what uh i feel like it did okay at the box office okay. i wouldn't say like maybe crushed it but it's actually really funny oh, I, I could gotta, see you I enjoying gotta, I if nothing else you get seinfeld's voice yeah. behind an animated as character as a bee <laughs> and there's several funny moments in it and a couple uh um, film references and uh but anyway um barry is uh 
you know, he's, he's in the hive, but he wants to get out in the world. And, uh, and then once he does, it's, I don't want to, I don't sure. want to spoil no, everything, no, no. but, uh, it's be hygiene. He real, <laughs> there's a pretty funny thing. Like, uh, like he sees that other people are making their own honey. There's re- like Ray Liotta. <laughs> it's like, making, oh. like he has, he's on every product and he's making his honey. That's funny. Yeah. So, uh, and he, you know, has to do his part to save the day. But the moment I'm going to mention, um, involves another bug and this is voiced by chris rock so there's a oh. moment where barry's trying to get free and he slams into because i was thinking at first i wasn't even thinking the bee counted so oh, <laughs> as an insect or as like i wasn't thinking yeah bug but yeah. whatever of course um he slams into the windshield and on the windshield as this car's driving down the road is chris rock who plays a mosquito it's a it's a real short bit oh. and uh they have a little interaction so there's a bunch of bugs on the windshield and chris rock is one of them and he's like stay down stack like you're dead <laughs> they've otherwise, been like splatted on the yeah otherwise <laughs> but they're faking he's like otherwise they'll turn on the wipers <laughs> and then he has a great line because he's like why That's do funny. these people always have to have everything so clean <laughs> he like is yelling this um but he's really funny um i looked up i'm like so he plays a mosquito his character's they call him like moose blood, but I think it's just because he's a mosquito and he's saying how he, he wants to go get some good moose blood or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's a it's a pretty really short scene. Sure. The movie is good. I, okay. I highly recommend. It sounds good. Um and that moment with Chris Rock. I Heather and I I feel like anytime we're driving on the road and you bugs the on the windshield, down. we think of the Chris Rock scene all oh, the time. Wow. So yeah. That is it's a, a, very a memorable scene for you. Memorable scene and a funny, if you entertaining movie. I think it's under the DreamWorks umbrella, but um, I, I really like it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and you've reminded me because I didn't. I forgot about mosquitoes, and there, there must be other mosquitoes in movies. Whether it's uh, wasn't isn't one of those like outbreak movies based on mosquitoes? Oh, maybe. What's that Harrison Ford movie like Mosquito Coast? That's There's not really Mosquito about Mosquito Coast. It's not about mosquitoes. I don't think so. <laughs> but it's in the title. <laughs> There's a sci-fi original movie, I think, either called Mosquito Man or Mansquito, right. something like that. That's well, like every once in a while, I, I feel like that. there's a mosquito scare around. Sure, they you got know? viruses. They yeah. got blood-borne pathogens. So, and uh makes you nervous for a second. But yeah, but I think yeah. there is some kind of like... Uh, I don't know if it was like Outbreak movie. I guess, Could we have done like Jurassic Park, the dino DNA scene. Ooh, <laughs> man. Yeah, we better honorably mention that okay. before somebody gets mad. That's a pretty that's, funny that's animated pretty sequence. Good. It's a good one. Dino DNA. Yeah, yeah. Dinosaur. Right. Yeah, I love that guy. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, to you, number five. My number five is a little movie from 1997 called Men in Black. I almost put that <laughs> one. You? The opening I, credits? Not the opening credits. Oh. I uh, Let me quickly recap Men in Black for those sure. who are not familiar. This is um, Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones, lots of other smaller good How actors. funny. I just Rip- mentioned a Chris Rock scene, and you're just mentioning Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're, not, we're not talking about it. <laughs> okay, all right. Oh, uh, we could, but um, that was not on purpose. No. Uh, Rip Torn, also in the movie. Oh, yeah. I love Great Rip, name. I love Rip Torn. Um, so... The plot of Men in Black is apparently in the background, unbeknownst to the rest of us normal civilians. Aliens have been on Earth for decades, and in fact, a secret 
little government organization has been created to deal with them, interact with them, kind of police them, manage their activities on Earth called the Men in Black. And yeah. a little secret society. They wear black MIB. suits. They got the sunglasses. Tommy Lee Jones is like a veteran officer in the Men in Black. He's great. And at the very beginning of the movie, I think his partner's retiring. And so he's looking yeah. for a new partner. That's some situation like that. And Will Smith is like a NYPD, tough as nails, street cop. And he's like in a foot race with a guy who yeah. acts weird. He's like, oh, and they, they realize that guy was an alien. So Will Smith has inadvertently seen something he probably shouldn't have seen. Right. Gets approached by Tommy Lee Jones. They kind of size him up in order to like wipe his memory because that's what they're doing in Men in Black. But it turns out he might be a good prospect for the Men in Black. And so they anyway, they recruit him and it's like a buddy cop alien um, investigation invasion kind yeah. of movie. Great movie. Yeah. Fun. Um, the scene I think of often, though, pretty much whenever Sugar is, is oh out, yeah, is Vincent D'Ofrino in this movie. Yeah. First of all, he's great in this movie. He's he, pretty good. Like he ends up playing a couple characters because right. he's playing Edgar the farmer, right? Because he right, morphs into but the right, character. Yeah, right yeah. at the beginning of the movie, this ship, this like flying saucer like ship, crashes on his farm. He goes out with this gun to go see what's going on, and then immediately. He gets killed by this giant cockroach insect, and then um, he gets his skin like peeled off, so it's just a suit, and yeah. then the cockroach crawls inside of his skin, and then Vincent Nairna <laughs> plays most of the rest of the movie as Edgar the Farmer's skin stuffed with an alien, and so he's like walking around like really jerky and like stiff right, legs yeah. and cracking his neck. neck funny. His face is kind of contorted while he's talking. It's like if you think back on it and realize it's just an actor, like with makeup on, like it's a pretty impressive, <laughs> very physical performance. Right, yeah. It's funny. But anyway, there's a scene. He comes back in, Radfus happens, and his wife, who's played by um, Siobhan Fallon Hogan, something like that. She she's Elaine's girlfriend in Seinfeld, the one doing jungle dances with Kramer. Oh, she, right, yeah. She's the wife, and she's like, Edgar, what's up with you? And he's like sugar and then she she's like huh and she's like sugar and water and he, she gets like the little sugar bowl and is putting in the water he's like more and, and she dumped anyway she drinks it and she's like Edgar something's funny about your your skin's hanging off your face or off your, off your bones and he like stretches the skin and oh yeah anyway it's like really surprising and funny and uh, and he's like has this affinity for cockroaches so that becomes a running joke throughout the movie like the exterminator comes by trying to kill the cockroaches and he's like killing the exterminator for killing the cockroaches anyway he it's like a cockroach in a man suit and that's your bug that's my bug i think that counts he is a big I bug think it counts it's more bug like than maybe the bugs in starship troopers or maybe that's kind of the same thing and they're both mm. aliens when and I, I'm, I'm a hypocrite but i think it counts i have it on my list yeah I like I, it almost made my list but when i thought of it i thought of the opening sequence yeah the title sequence because you're following that Whatever the bug is. I think it's is. a cockroach. Okay, like yeah. flying. Yeah. And it's just like an interesting credit scene until this, that bug also slams on the windshield. Oh, right. Right, that is yeah. That's how it ends. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the bugs are a running theme, obviously, right. in the movie. So. But then I thought, um, well, but a good movie. I already got Chris Rock on a windshield. I don't want to. Okay. So, um, my next one I'm going to mention, I didn't want to put it on my list because you had mentioned it. And I'm like, 
I really have to put it on this list. If I don't put it on this list, I'm going to hear from people. Whoa. I'm going to hear Tombstone Matt will be all over me if this oh. doesn't make the list. And you mentioned it to me, and that's 1985's Home Alone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's so funny. Yeah, Buzz it is, is tarantula. I rewatched the scene multiple times <laughs> and oh. laughed hard. I just yeah. went on YouTube, searched Home Alone spider scene, <laughs> yeah. and crying laughing. So... Uh, I don't even need to say anything about Home Alone. We all know it. But so Kevin, we know, is being chased. Kevin, Kevin, McAllister, Kevin McAllister, Macaulay Culkin being chased by the bumbling bank robbers right. at the end of the movie. And we've established earlier that his, is it his brother or stepbrother? Yeah, it's his step. Uh, or just his brother. Right. Buzz. Had, yeah. Buzz. Has a tarantula. Pet tarantula right. that has gotten out. Right. And uh, so Harry and Marv, you know. The wet bandits. The wet bandits. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, Daniel Stern and uh, Joe Pesci, yep. right? Yeah. And so the scene again, if you're, you know, I feel like if you've seen this movie, then you're, you're in, I don't even need to say anything, no. but uh, Kevin is trying to run up the stairs to like the attic or the upper bedroom or whatever. And Marv, um, Daniel Stern's character grabs his, by him by the pant leg. Yeah. It's scary. Cause he's finally yeah, got him. Like, he's got yeah, him. Right. And the spider is on the step, the tarantula <laughs> right. and Kevin, which is gross, picks this thing up enough and sets it on his face and that yeah. moment that scream from him cuz you bit the spider on his right, face right. and it's just that ah, scream and you're just it's like funny oh too my cuz all of Kevin's other traps so far have been a lot more violent yeah and this is just a psychological oh it is this is a psychological like a fear move. factor and just setting a spider but then then he yeah. quickly just flings it and it lands on uh Joe Pesci's chest yeah, right and then he takes the crowbar Right, and, and he's he like, looks "What up, are you doing, right. Marv? What are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can you imagine? He's just like, "Hold, hold still, Harry," and then slams his chest yeah. with it. Yeah, it's a good scene. Oh, uh, it is so hilarious. Uh, I mean, it's um, you know, if we ever, I don't know, come back around to you know, keep doing this till Christmas time again. I'm sure Home Alone, uh, Christmas classic movie for sure. For sure, John uh, Candy, great in that movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, what's your What's your record of What's he say? What's your record of consecutive questions asked? Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. Great on. movie. Great bug moment. Home Alone. Home Alone. Yeah. I think that's that's. Now, would you say with tarantulas personally, that would be you? Do you feel like someone sets a tarantula in your face? That's game over. Uh. Yeah. I would freak out. Yeah. You, know, you know. You couldn't keep your cool. I would not. What keep if the my person cool? was like an, a spider expert and they were insisting that you're gonna be fine? I would still freak out. <laughs> there's no, there's yeah, no same, same. I couldn't hold a snake if you had oh, okay. like shark put me in the water. And you're like, no, the shark loves humans. I'd be like, right, right. no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> a psychological damage. I could not do it. Wow. I'd be so freaked out. Um, interesting. So noted. Out. Noted for future. Uh, Boom. Future use. Okay. Um, my next movie is I think a pretty a pretty safe bet that you haven't seen. But let me start listing actors okay. that are in this movie. Oh, wow. And I want you to see if you can come up with anything close to what this movie is. Can you is. give me a year to put I'll it in I'll give motion. you a year. It's 1993. With you. Okay, now let me start listing actors. We have uh, Peter Scolari. Mm-hmm. We have Seth Green. Holes? We have Alfonso Ribeiro, Carlton himself. Carlton. We have Clint Howard. Whoa. Is this like a Fat Camp movie or whatever that was? <laughs> ben Stiller in this thing? This movie went straight to video, 
And Am I close? I, Is it a I cam- saw it. <laughs> Am I close at all with these guesses? Holes, Fat Camp. No. Is that even a movie? <laughs> Uh, camp, with the word camp, maybe you're a little close. This movie is called Ticks. <laughs> and there's a, camp, Careful there's now. a camping element to Careful. Ticks. <laughs> Got in trouble for tidbits last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's the premise okay. of Ticks. Never Seth heard Green, of it. He must be like 16 or something. He's very young. Dr. Like, Evil's son. That's right. right. Okay. That's right. Scott Evil. <laughs> Scott Evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you know, Alfonso Rubiera from this is pre Fresh Prince, I think. Sure. Um, and you know, Clint Howard is a you, you recognize him. Oh, yeah. You've seen him. Peter Scolari is great, but anyway, <clears throat> here's the premise Seth Green is like a teenager in from the city, from the big city, and he had a traumatic event as a child where his drunken father left him in the woods. Like they oh, were on man. a camping trip, and dad just tore off and left him, and he was lost in the woods for a couple days. So as a teenager, he is traumatized by that memory. About cool. being Who wouldn't be? So he's afraid of the woods. Sure. But he's a city kid, so it's not really a factor. But anyway, he has a couple scares and a couple run-ins, and somehow it gets decided that the best thing for him is might be sort of a scared straight situation where he goes on this camping trip with this group oh, of people, sure. go out into the woods and face your fear, and uh, you know everything will be fine. Like Unbeknownst it. to him... Um, and Peter Scolari is leading this group of teenagers on this camping trip that they get they get grouped up with, and it includes Alfonso Rubio's another teenager. These are all teenagers on this camping trip. Um, out in the woods, in kind of the area where they're going, this Clint Howard plays some kind of marijuana dealer, manufacturer, something, and he's using steroids on his plants or some oh, man. some cockamimi. <laughs> science big, fiction big, setup big ticks coming and it's right it's like draining the the offage from it is draining into the woods or into the stream something to the effect of the ticks in this particular <laughs> woods are mutating turning big and when i say big like if you've seen a tick they're like as big as a you know a nail head yeah and these ticks are like you know as big as a silver dollar and or like a softball, at the, sure. They're, they're, they're Melon size ticks. <laughs> that's that's right. Okay. You might say. So yeah, Seth Green and his compatriots are kind of wandering around the woods. They're on yeah. their their camping trip, you know, and then they start running into these ticks. They stick to <laughs> people's clothes. They don't realize, yeah. even like a normal tick, they stick. Sure. You don't realize it's there. You peel it off. Um, they get caught in the dog. The dog dies. They don't know what happened. Oh. It kind of. Anyway, is this Alfonso. A comedy? No, this is oh. a this is like a this is like a B horror movie. Okay, you know? and that's B like the letter B, not B like the insect. <laughs> no, it's not, a, it's not a B movie. Or you see B what movie. I'm going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. It's a it's a schlocky horror movie. Okay, so um, the scene I remember most that always sticks with me, and I was I'm a kid who kind of grew up in kind of a more rural setting. Tall grass is not would not be strange to walk through. We constantly were checking for ticks and often found them like on our ankles and things like this is a, this was sure. part of my childhood, you know, safety yeah. checking for checking for ticks out in the bug world when you've been outside for a while. Yeah. So this was always in my head. There's a scene like 20 minutes into the movie. This is the first encounter with these things. Seth Green is walking with this girl in the group and they're going through the woods and he's a little nervous cause he's afraid of the woods and she's like, come on. 
um, and they're walking and she like leans up against a tree and then they turn and they keep walking. And as she walks in front of him, he sees this massive thing stuck to her back, like latched on this big kind of pulsating green things. And he's like, uh, uh, Melissa, there's something on your back. And she's like, what? Get it off. And he gets a stick and he like sticks it under it and tries to pry it off and it won't come off. And it's like, you can see its claws digging into her back and she's like, oh, it hurts. It hurts. And he's like, I can't get it off. And then it like the teeth like grip onto the stick and then he's able to pull it off. And then it lands on the ground with a thud and then it runs off carrying the stick to just illustrate how strong they are. And that's like the first encounter with the ticks. So then whenever I was thinking of ticks when I was a kid, like in pulling them off my socks or whatever, I was like, but if I don't do it, it's going to be this giant softball sized thing stuck to me. Because ticks, they like burrow into your skin. Yeah, they stick their head into your skin and they drink your blood and they get really big. Right, and And they can cause a lot of problems. They can. They can carry diseases. It's a big big thing. Check your your cats and dogs and stuff too if they're not. Did a little uh, little public safety announcement. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, anyway, this this just kind of stuck in my mind, and of course, it gets it escalates and gets more and more ridiculous. Like I think by the end, this whole movie is on YouTube. By the way, when I checked, <laughs> it was like just posted wholesale. Oh in wow! One long video, like so. This is not a movie anyone's like claiming the rights to and protecting for monetary value. No. It's just out there. Now. Please watch. <laughs> so check it out. Um, but, you know, it really escalates. Like, they get under the skin, they grow, and they, like, end up bursting out of somebody at the end. It's, like, a big... How did you see this? I'm sure I saw it on TV when I probably shouldn't have been watching it. You know, it was just, like, flipping channels. Nobody else is supervising so me. So, Candyman 2. Yep. <laughs> One of the Candyman, probably, and, <laughs> and ticks. ticks. Probably in the same year. It might right. have been the same... It might have been the same day. I don't know. <laughs> Can you sci- imagine? Sci- the Sci-Fi Channel Where's was, Dave? was wild. Where's Dave? haven't seen him in a while. Um, and it, one of them might have, for all I know, it was like a mystery science theater episode, and the, there was like little talking heads in the bottom. Of it, oh yeah, I was just watching the movie. That's interesting. Anyway, yeah. ticks. Okay. Yeah. 1993. Check it out. Definitely. Or not on or my don't. List. Okay. <laughs> so the next movie on my list, and uh, I don't I don't think we we're recording yet, but uh, pre pre recording you posed a question to me. Yeah. And it was, what's one of your favorite Tom Cruise movies? Yeah. Um, and I mentioned... I said, uh, what was your favorite, by the My way, favorite. So, and I, I was saying certain performances of his, I like Jerry Maguire and Magnolia yeah. and things. But then there's also like movies he's still good in, but I probably would, I'd like that movie more, like entertainment value or rewatchability, whatever you want to call it. Uh, one is Mission Impossible, but the other one, and that's on my list, is Minority Report. Ah, so this yeah, is yeah. 2002. And so the scene I'm talking about, we're getting yeah, into like, in this movie? Me- it's like a mechanical spider. Oh, I, I'll <laughs> yeah. give it to you. Okay. Because, well, you, as soon as you told me, I could have picked Wild Wild West with the, mechan- <laughs> the did, big mechanical Kevin Klein. Um, I did say you could pick Wild Wild Or Kenneth Branagh bug yeah. or whatever I yeah. said. Eh, he's going to give me that and I'm going to take this. <laughs> so uh, Tom Cruise, if you haven't seen this movie, directed by Steven Spielberg, um, based yeah. on a short story by Philip K. Dick but also completely different um, in terms of the ending. Uh, anyway, so that's a different conversation. Tom Cruise works for the pre-crime unit. Yeah, he pre-crime. Play, pre-crime. He plays uh, in D.C., plays Chief John Anderton. Um, Colin Farrell's in it as well, one of his early movies. Uh, and pre-crime, real quickly, if you're not sure what I'm talking about, they, uh, in this future world, arrest uh, people who will commit crimes, yes. specifically crimes of passion, such as like murder. And uh, it's like the, uh, the precogs that they call them, it's like these three people that can kind of see the future and 
basically can tell the pre-crime unit yeah. um, who they, they give them a name and this person's and then they can kind of see what's going to happen. And so, yeah, like the beginning of the movie really establishes everything where Tom Cruise and the unit drops in on this guy right. who catches his, right. uh, his wife's cheating on him. And he's definitely going to kill the guy. Yeah. She's they having an affair what with it looks like to, and to Tom do, Cruise yeah. drops the, what they call the halo on him. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah and, yeah, uh, whisks him away. And, and he's like, I didn't do anything. It's like, but you will. So uh, this yeah. is Colin Farrell comes in to it, questioning it because it's a big moral dilemma. Like you didn't really commit the crime. We stopped you from doing it, but they're like, yeah, no, he's questioning he's the going system. to do it. Right. So anyways, and they know because it came because the right. precogs predict it. And then it's delivered to them on a wooden ball. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it I love it. On a track and a little wooden <laughs> yeah. ball with the name on it. Yeah. yeah. I love that. <laughs> um, well, anyways, uh, one day the wooden ball rolls down and cruises, name is on the list. Anderton. Anderton. And he's like, yeah, man. And he sees his own name come so, down the line. So, yeah. Cruz is on the run, you know? So, and he's like, I haven't done anything. I'm not planning on doing right. anything. But he knows he's he's got to get out of it. So, he's yeah. on the run, and I don't want to say too much about it. I'm getting to the bug moment. But one of the things um, pre-crime uses in this future world to figure out and find criminals, or really anyone, and identify you, is there's a lot of eye scans in the movie. Yeah. And so, Tom Cruise has to get some shady surgery done. He basically gets his eyeballs replaced. Yeah, like an eye transplant. Yep, and so in this scene, he's just had this transplant done, but you he can't, he has like a yeah. stuff wrapped around his face, or his eyes really, like a bandana, but like yeah, it, right. like surgical wrap around his eyes. Right. And he's in like a some room, like a kitchen room, and he can't really see anything. He drinks some spoiled milk and oh, yeah, pretty gross, gross moment. Scene. Yeah, he's like smelling <laughs> some he, like, psycho they milk. Show him grab the wrong like pre-made meal. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And it's all rotten. And um, but anyways, he knows he can sense these spiders are creeping in. You hear their little legs going or yeah. whatever, and they're sliding under the door. Yeah. So I'm talking about like just picture a spider, but just mechanical kind of looking really long legs yeah they've got kind of like wiry yeah wiry legs um squeeze into tight places well it's not not too big but there's several of them that kind of descend right into this apartment where he's hiding eyeballs yeah checking eyeball they just crawl on your face scan scan your eye move on move on and so cruz actually i don't know what the reasoning i'd have to go back and watch i couldn't remember he climbs into an uh, like a a bathtub filled with ice. Yeah. So it must like, de- like it's not sense his body temperature, but he can't stay underwater that long. So the bugs don't even know he's in the room. Right. But eventually he does have to come up. Cause the issue is he, his eyes aren't ready yet. He's not supposed right. to take the bandages off because he might be blind. You might, he needs to, so, need to yeah, rest. something right. would happen or it didn't set in yet. And right. so anyways, he has to come up for air, of course, in this ice bath and the bugs on his face. And he just peels up his little surgical wrap enough for it to eye scan. And at that point, you know. Gets the all clear. He gets the all clear. But yeah. um, it's, a good, it's a tense moment. It's, it's a, a tense scene. moment. It's a really great scene um, of a movie I absolutely love. And I did note this, and then I'll, I'll turn it back over to you. Um, this movie is uh, the only movie I've ever seen. And I don't know if, I don't even know if a lot of people. Like maybe some people have like, I've never done that. It's the only movie I've seen twice in the same day at the movie theater. So I went to like an afternoon show. I went to the afternoon show. I loved it. And then a friend of mine's like, I want to see it. I'm like, Let's go again. The same day is really the special kicker that I think sets you. I've seen other movies multiple times in the movie theater. Right. 
and Same maybe day. even the next day, but not like later that day or something. So, anyways, I don't club. know. It's, it's like a small club. It kind of has a special of. place in my heart, and yeah. I loved it. So great. My now, new report. You um, you successfully predicted a couple of weeks ago that Taco Bell was going to bring back <laughs> the uh, volcano taco. So, would you consider yourself a precock? <laughs> Can we call you a precog? Should we hook you up to a machine right now and just make you I, spit out wooden balls? Uh, I don't want to, you know, I mean, maybe. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Time will tell. Spot. I mean, <laughs> post in the comments. If you want to see something, <laughs> if you want to see something show up, let me know and I'll give it a mention. All right, all right. So, um, okay. My next movie, is this, <clears throat> we're sick uh, in the 90s. I've been all 90s so far. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 1999. We mentioned this movie just before we started Oh. Recording. Oh. This is the Mummy. Oh, Starring oh yeah, Brendan Fraser, Fraser. Rachel Weisz, um, <laughs> and the Mummy. You know, if you've seen the Mummy, you know the drill. It is a remake of the original um, um, Mummy movie way back in the day, like the '30s or something. I don't even have a good movie mem- a movie memory of the Mummy. I feel like I've seen it. I know you're a huge sure. fan, so so in take us roughly, through it. roughly the plot is. There is a young, a young Egyptologist uh, named Evelyn, played by Rachel Weisz, and she's they're they're interested in finding the ruins of Hamanaptra, and they're trying to find this ancient buried city that's supposed to be, you know, it's mentioned in in legend or whatever, but they can't find it. Anyway, um, her brother shows up with a like instructions on how to get there, or like a book, some some kind of artifact that proves it exists. And he's, she's like, where did you get this? He's like, oh, I got it from this American adventurer who's in the prison over there. And they go to the prison to interrogate this adventurer who showed up with this artifact. And it's none other than Brendan Fraser. And this playing. is, what, probably a couple, a year or two after uh, George? George of the Jungle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay. Um, and he's kind of in an Indiana Jones kind oh, of a yeah. role here. Very much so. Um, and they meet him. And he's like, if you can get me out of here, I'll show you whatever you want, basically. And so they bust him out of jail. And he leads them and their whole like digging crew to uh, this lost city. But when they get there to start digging it up and investigating it and finding its secrets, they, there's another crew of American uh, archaeologists, tomb raiders, who are also trying to get there. So, and so they end up being like two camps investigating this city because they both arrived there more or less at the same time. The movie came out in 99, but is that what's the setting of the movie? It's like in the 20s, the okay, 1920s. so like a Raiders... Well, I guess that's later. I think it's set roughly in the same time as the original Mummy movie. Okay, gotcha. In, like in the days of Frankenstein and Dracula. Oh, when okay. In the monster movies, this is kind of set gotcha. in the same time. Oh, okay. Thing. That's interesting. Um, so they're, they're investing... And she wants to find... Evelyn wants to find in these ruins the Book of Life or something. It's like some... You know, some... some ancient artifact or the book of anubis i forget which she's looking for but she's looking for some some special artifact and as they're doing their investigating what she and tomb raiding what they actually accidentally find and dig up is the book of the dead and she accidentally reads from it and it resurrects the mummy um and he he comes back and then he starts killing people and he's bringing back the 10 plagues of the bible and and anyway that's the rest of the movie that's trouble they got to figure out how to seal this guy back in his tomb okay but Near the yeah, beginning where, of the, the movie, near the beginning of now, the, these little scarabs play a recurring role in the movie as like one of the booby traps that's in all of the tombs, and yeah, they're, they're these little CGI black beetles that are like as big as a I don't know a golf ball, and 
they're just all over and they oh, swarm yeah, you yeah, in large yeah, yeah. numbers and they devour you and leave uh-huh. nothing but a skeleton. But when you first meet them, I think they're like especially scary. Um, one of the one of the kind of tomb raiders uh, is is looking at some stuff on the wall and he sees these blue kind of he takes them just to be like decorative artwork these blue beetles on the wall and he takes like his knife and he pops one off the wall and he like takes it out and he slides it into his pocket like um you know i got myself a little treasure here right and then it splits it's he drops it or whatever it splits out of the shell when he's not looking it crawls along the ground this little beetle and i think overall as the cgi beetle they look kind of you know, it's kind of a dated special effect. It doesn't look great anymore. I watched these scenes back. But this first scene where the one is crawling and then it goes into like the sole of his boot. Ooh. And then he starts feeling something. And he looks down at his boot. And then he does some really good physical acting where as it's crawling up his body. Oh. And he's like patting his leg and scrambling and screaming. And then it gets up to like his chest area. And at this point, you're like, is it just crawling around under his shirt? But then he rips his shirt open. And you can see this bump under his skin. Oh, my god! And the bump is crawling all over his chest, kind of oh serpentining gosh. its way around. And he's trying to grab it, grab it. And then it goes up through his neck. It's up in his face. It's under his skin on his face. And then it goes into, like, his brain. And then it cuts away to Rick and Evelyn somewhere else in the tomb. And you just hear this blood-curdling scream oh. from the distance. Like, this scared just crawled into his brain. And that was that. Oh, my gosh. So, anyway, very visceral to me yeah. watching this movie is a memorable, like... You're a big mummy this fan. This is scary. That's, I think it's a good movie. Again, yeah. I haven't seen it in 15... No, but it's... Maybe 20 years. It has a special place for you. But I remember really loving it. It was like... Yeah, yeah it was like one of the big adventure movies right. of my of my childhood. Just another feather in the cap of 1999 in terms of great movies. So Crushing it. Crushing it. So, um, yeah. so the mummy, mummy really good. Um, yeah, these scarabs. Again, other scenes of the movie when they're swarming people, maybe not so good, but it's good. The movie's got really good characters. It's a good movie overall, but that's one of the more memorable, memorable effects and uh, sort of threats of the movie to my mind. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. perfect. I might watch the mummy again soon. I feel like I watch it it's again. coming up. All right. Okay. What you got? Number two. So I don't think you see this one coming. I think my, the one I say last, you you may uh, have predicted. Maybe it would be a match if we have anything. Maybe. Yeah. From, I think not, we could have one. Not I'm for still this holding one. Out not both. for this one. Okay. I don't think this will be a match. This movie, I wasn't even thinking about it. I was searching a lot of like spider movies. Sure. What am I not thinking of? And then I was remembered of, Eight-legged this, freaks. of this movie. Uh which is, I'm a big fan of this movie. For whatever reason, these last few are like movies I really, really like. So yes, Minority Report. Bugs everywhere. You I mean, I like all these movies. You didn't Home trust Alone. me. Yeah, I didn't I, trust you. So, uh, and I'm I'm talking about 1977. Whoa. <laughs> this is Woody Allen's Annie Hall. Oh, so remind me of where the bugs are. <laughs> well, well, are you counting lobsters? First, no. Oh, okay. First of all, you don't ever see the spider. So some people call lobsters bugs. So okay, I didn't pick the lobster scene. That is a memorable scene from the movie. But there's another specific scene which I did even go back and rewatch, and I I found it really enjoyable and funny. Yeah. And so, anyways, real quickly, uh, if you don't know anything about Annie Hall, Woody Allen's character. So he wrote and directed this thing. He stars in it. He plays Alvy Singer, and he's trying to figure out why his relationship with Annie Hall went wrong. And Annie's played by Diane Keaton. Uh, this movie won the Oscar that year. A lot of critical acclaim for the writing. Uh, Diane Keaton, uh, etc. The picture itself. Uh, big movie for Woody Allen. Um, 
big movie for me. I'm a big fan of this. And uh, but anyway, so you see a series of flashbacks, and uh, as Annie, or excuse me, as Alvy is trying to sort through these, like where did our relationship go wrong, kind of scenario, and it's just kind of different moments in their relationship. But anyway, so one moment, this is when Alvy, uh, Woody Allen, and Diane Keaton are on a break, uh, like they had been dating, but they're not dating now, and. Annie calls Alvy over like at three in the morning oh. and says, I have a, there's a spider in the bathroom. Right. And so, yeah, I've, I'm just coming back <laughs> so, to me. All right. So Alvy shows up and, uh, first of all, he's acting, uh, really macho, you know, like, you know, he's a little bothered. He, it, first of all, he comes over there and he knows she's probably been seeing someone else now and he's a little taken aback by that, but he's like, fine, let me handle this. You know, why didn't you call that guy? Let me go handle this spider situation. You know, I've, I've taken care of thousands right. of these things. Uh, <laughs> and this is just so funny because, you know, uh, Woody Allen, you know, with the, with the glasses, the whole bit, you know, he's... With the glasses. <laughs> As if all his jokes are glasses-based. No, I mean, he just looks so unassuming. <laughs> like, he's not macho at all, but he's right. playing this, like, tough guy. You know, right, he's a pretty right, scrawny-looking right. guy. Walks into the bathroom and quickly walks out. He's, <laughs> and she's like, what's wrong? And he's like, and you never see what he sees, which is right. genius. Implied. He walks He walks back out and he's like, oh man, they're, uh, these are big. There's two of them. <laughs> and he starts digging through stuff and grabs like a shovel, like things you would never, ever assume you'd want to use to kill a spider. And then he goes back in there because she's like, you really need all this? He's like, oh yeah, you know, these are as big as a Buick or something. He says, he goes back in there. And you just, you see him and him like swinging away, trying to kill these spiders or whatever. Right. But it's, it's, it's pretty funny. First of all, that he walks in, comes back out. Now he's looking to get the shovel and everything, goes back right. in, destroys kind of the bathroom, and then just throws the shovel at it and walks out. And it, it, that's pretty much end of scene, but it's, it's a small part. It got a good laugh for me. And I liked the idea of having the, the spider scene that we, you never see because... Yeah, and you know, for him, these things are huge. You know, I mean, I guess right. it could have been another payoff if you you cut to like a little tiny spider, right. and he's saying it's not. But I'm picturing the tarantula on Marv's face. You know, <laughs> now so, you yeah. opened the door for me for another yeah. honorable mention, which is sure. another unseen insect oh. scene. Now yours, the implication in Annie Hall is that there is a spider, or, yeah, or two. Two it's not. Yeah, no one's pretending that there's. a spider. I mean, no, we just, actors, don't see it. we just don't we see, see it. it. Yeah. Now, in a little movie called Tommy Boy, <laughs> when they're they're like serving in the road and the cops are pulling up behind them, what David Spade and Chris Farley decide to do as like their their explanation for why they're driving around, they stop the car, they pull over, and they get out, and they're like, "Bees, bees killer!" And they're, like, <laughs> yeah, I remember. To be attacked by killer bees, and the cops just go, "Oh," and they drive off. <laughs> right. they so similar, similar. But similar, in that case, so. they're pretending that there right, are bees yeah. there. In, yes. In, in any and I'm sure, case, there are bees there. I'm sure the actor was pretending. Woody Allen was pretending. I know what part. acting. I know <laughs> how acting works. You've heard of that? I don't think it's real. Um, <laughs> anyway, so okay. Annie Hall, uh, my you, number two. You had me scratching my head for a second. Okay. But you landed the plane. All right. Um, my number two, which I think is possible you have on your list. Okay. Give me Not, a year first. 1990. I don't. Oh. It would have been right down the middle for this list. This what? is 
Why did I say 1985 for Home Alone? By the way, that's like is 19- that what you said? Yeah, Home Alone's 1990. Sorry, sorry. Oh, good that's catch. A- yeah, yeah. Get that fact checkers. Yeah. Those people are gonna yeah, they'd be all let us know that Mark's wrong. Yeah, he's like, he 85? fixed it himself. What was he thinking? I didn't even notice. Um, sorry, 1990s arachnophobia. Starring- I have yet to have a. Whoa. I don't think this is one of those movies. Like we we've had this conversation before. Maybe. If you said arachnophobia, I'd probably just had nod. Yep. and not admit that You're I, aware I don't it's a movie and I don't and I actually you were feel, of movie going age when it was out and I feel like I may even have attended it but I couldn't tell you anything about it oh it's got Jeff Daniels it's got uh, he's the main is character. John Goodman in John it? Goodman's okay. in it as the exterminator I only know that like by accident he's kind of a care just a character side person okay. in the movie a uh, bigger role toward the end I guess um, but the basic premise of arachnophobia is this Jeff Daniels is a family doctor Okay. He's from San Francisco, big city type, but he's moving back to his hometown, a little more rural California. Sure. Um, for whatever reason, settling down. And he goes in this town. There already is like the one family doctor for the town, but he's older, maybe thinking about retiring. So Jeff Daniels trying to establish his practice. Meanwhile, in like, I don't know if it's South America or um, Africa, somebody's doing some research and discovering some new, deadly, dangerous spider. And somebody on that team gets killed, and their casket gets sent back to the United States. Yeah, I would have never came up with this. And uh, one of these spiders happens to be in the coffin. Ah. So anyway, it gets somehow the spider ends up in this small town in California, and because of a crow flying, and it lands in Jeff James's backyard, basically, and kind of sets up camp in his on his property. So anyway. This this uh, scary, dangerous new species spider breeds with a local uh, variety of spider, and they start laying eggs and multiplying. And these spiders, which are like as big as your palm, when like they're not like tarantula big and hairy, but they're like if all their legs are spread out on your hand, that's about as big. So it's like it's big enough to capture on camera and see crawling with like kind of long fuzzy legs. so it's sort of the movie kind of works like this you know it's like a horror movie where you sort of see it all happening right you see the spider lying in wait for the person who's about to get bitten and you feel tense and scared for them it's like are they going to get bitten are they not you know so it's it's a horror movie in that sense um of course it escalates the level of them tracing it back to the hive and the queen or whatever and is it like a funny horror movie though john goodman's character is like comic relief he as like this like gun-toting exterminator who shows up with a lot of confidence, but no, it's not a comedy. It's like a it's a horror movie, um, but like a sunny a sunny kind of grounded in reality. Insofar as it's just poison the spiders yeah. horror movie, um, it's not like crazy off the wall. Um, but anyway, um, the memorable scene for me, okay, is there's a couple actually. This this is. This is a effect like a, a horror movie trick that I think has been really milked and uh, beaten to death by like the Final Destination franchise. If you've seen any of those movies, the idea with those movies is yeah. they kind of show you exactly how the person is going to die. Like they show the the fraying rope and they show the suspended blade and they show the precarious thing that this person is going to wander into and get killed by. Right. Right. And it lets you build and feel that fear and build that tension and then kind of show you how. So this is sort of similar thing in arachnophobia where 
it shows you where the spot like there's a scene at a like a high school football practice and a helmet is on the ground on the sideline and you see the spider crawl up into the helmet and it's just in that and then you see the kid gets called onto the field and he runs picks up the helmet puts it on his head and goes on they start playing and then right as as you'd expect seconds later he drops right drops on the field in the middle of a play and he's dead like because the spider bit him and then and then crawled yeah. out so Oops, um that's that's how the movie works. That's not the scene that sticks in my mind. The scene that sticks in my mind and has affected my behavior even to this day is there's a scene when this high school girl is in the shower. Okay. And there's a spider crawling around the outside. She's, she's closing her eyes. It's like an Herbal Essences commercial. Sure. Her eyes, she's like working through her hair. Yeah, it's all yeah. sudsy. And, she's, and then the spider, she has no idea, is crawling around the outside. It's a big spider. It's on the, it's on the shower curtain rod. And she's washing her hair. And it's kind of like a psycho moment, right? Because you have some, it's like a woman in the shower and the like right. shadow and like the spiders in shadow and it's coming through and you kind of, yeah, you know what's going to happen. And then it jumps and it lands on her face. Ooh, Marv. And she freaked, yeah, kind of a Marv. <laughs> Ooh, Marv. <laughs> she, she, brushed, she brushed it off and she, you know, this kind of goes 50-50 throughout the movie. She actually, she, you know, d- she makes it out okay. Oh, okay. Spoiler. Because she just screams. And then the joke becomes her dad bursts into the bathroom and she's like, ah, and she screams because she's naked. Oh. Uh, but it was the spider. In the same scene, simultaneous with her in the shower, her, they show one crawl into the toilet, and they show the dad walk up and drop his shorts and <laughs> sit down in the toilet. So there's this double tension where you're like, is the dad going to get bit oh. in the butt? Is the daughter going to get bit in the shower? They're not in the same bathroom. They're in, di- they're, okay. they're in different bathrooms if you're doing the logistics of this house. Um, Does dad make it all right? I think everybody makes it out okay. But anyway, the movie is constantly doing that like, it's just you know they're setting up oh, someone could get bit right here like right. oh that's it's not the like situation you're on the toilet and all of a sudden screams right like oh surprise right. me they really tease you with it so that's arachnophobia and anyway I have not sure I've ever entered a shower sensing that movie without checking for spiders really it's just a lingering and I think if you if you go on YouTube and try to look up the scene it's titled like the scene that you know you'll never forget or the scene that is <clears throat> that's made you unable to take a shower or whatever it's, it's like people spider scene people. Not just that it's a famous spider scene, but this a lot of people are afraid of spiders in their showers because of this scene. It's just such a, it's such a, I don't know, it just feels so real, you know, and right. it's just a spider. So, yeah. And there, it's like, it feels like it could happen. Yeah. So, so you said, a, you said spiders. arachnophobia. Arachnophobia. Annie Hall, the original title for it yeah. was Anhedonia. Oh. Those, those are those are nearly rhyming words. And then uh, the studio was like, "No one's going to know what that means." And so he's like, "Okay." So, anyways, so arachnophobia, ana- anhedonia, to arachnophobia, phobia, phobia. So, okay, last one, phobia, phobia. <laughs> That's what the people love. So you mentioned this movie to me, but you did a vague mention because you just said Indiana Jones. Yeah. I had a, I had a scene so, in mind when I said that, but I realized after the fact there were multiple options. Yeah. So there are some spiders and raiders at the beginning. Yep. It's a great scene. Yep. Um, and then in the Crystal Skull, there's like... I, what you The fire of, ants. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of do what sounds like a mummy number, <laughs> exactly. like the beetle number. The swarming. Yep. Yeah. I went with, um, which is, I absolutely love this movie, and that's 1984's Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. You might, this might be exactly what I'm thinking of. Keep okay. going. Okay. Well, you can, you can describe yeah, yeah, Temple sure. of Doom real quick, but I have one moment in mind. Okay, well, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't think it's spiders, uh, and I did. I went back and rewatched it. It's a great scene, 
and a great movie. Um, Ra- yeah. While Raiders is my what? Yeah, what's the what's the situation in Temple? Because it's the it's like the yeah the cult in the yeah, in yeah, the yeah, jungle. Yeah, yeah. Molaram. But what's the, what's Indy's reason? I don't remember what his reason for being there is. Okay, so here, yeah, let me let yeah, me take yeah, you back. So, so uh, 1984, directed by Spielberg. Uh, the movie opens, and Indy is on a kind of like another mission to like uh, swap out a diamond uh, with a, a gentleman named Lao She or something like that. Sure. And uh, it goes wrong. They well, they want the diamond, and um, or Indy wants the diamond, and this guy has to pay him the money or for it, you know, um, kind of a deal. Um, and that's not their plan, and they end up poisoning uh, Indy at the beginning. Oh. And now he needs the antidote that they have. And so there's this actually fun scene at the beginning. Oh. And, but the the key person is the performer. Kiwi Kwan? <laughs> He's showing up. <laughs> okay. He's in the car below getting thought, ready to hit it. You forgot his name, and you were calling him the key person. <laughs> That's funny. I'm actually referring to uh, Kate Capshaw's character, and that's oh, Willie yeah. Scott. Gotcha. She's a singer on oh, stage. Willie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but she's going to be important in my scene. Right. And so uh, Indy, she ends up finding the antidote. Everyone's scrambling around, and she puts it down like her top to hold it. She's sure. like, oh, what's this? Or a belt buckle or something. And Indy sees that she has it. So he essentially steals her, takes her. Uh, and then he jumps out of there, lands in the car with Kihi Kwan, yeah, uh, short round, short round um, Oscar winner. Right? That's right. Right. So, and they speed away. It's pretty funny. And anyways, Indy gets the antidote, but they, they're trying to get out of there. They get on this plane, another great sequence. And the plane, it's a Lao Shea owns the plane. <laughs> it's uh, a great scene. He's like, nice try, Lao Shea. Shuts the door. His name's like right on the side. <laughs> so they start flying and the, and of course, the the pilots par- let the gas run out of the plane. Yeah. The two henchmen jump out, and the plane's starting to take a nosedive. And sure. the only thing, there's no parachutes left. The only thing Indy can find, this is an awesome scene, is a life raft. And so they all jump out of the plane. He pulls the cord on the life raft, and it's a great scene. And Willie Scott's like, we're not, we're not drowning, you know, we're not sinking, we're crashing. And then they all three get off safe. Anyways, they land in. That's what gets them to like the, India yeah, or where. You. And right, um, right. and so they meet this people, and their uh, village has been devastated because there's these Shankara stones, and yeah. they're they need to retrieve these things. And essentially they want Indy's help to do this. So this puts gotcha. Indy going to the temple right. to go steal these stones to help these people because he's a good guy. Yeah. From this like cult. Right. To, like um, interesting. Right. Yeah. It, it would seem like an artifact he would want to take, but when he, and he's a little like questioning the power of these stones. Like when you have, you, you at least need one. And I think there's three of them or something. Right, right, right. right. Uh, so anyways, this sets him on his mission and he gets there and uh, right. it's like the palace there and they right. roll out the red carpet for him. There's right. several interesting, like the big dinner scene. Right. Yeah. They're trying there's to navigate some bug the, moments. The social etiquette. The guy being... does eat like a beetle, like yeah. bug They got thing. the monkey brains. Oh yeah. Monkey brains. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyways, we're, uh, Indy is staying in one room and there's like a secret passageway and him in uh, short round Kihi Kwan's character uh, get trapped in a room where the ceiling is coming down and 
it's going to squash them. Yeah. And they think they might be trap. okay. Right. And then short round bumps into something else and then spikes come out of the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. But they're in proximity enough to, to yell to Willie Scott in her, her room to find the secret passage. Yeah. And she's coming down this narrow way and you can hear her stepping on stuff. And this is now the bugs start coming yes. into play. And yes. she's all weirded out by these bugs. They're about to die in this thing. And Indy's like, there's got to be some kind of release, like a fulcrum release yeah, this, lever switch. This is exactly when I okay. said, when I sent you just Indiana Jones, this is, this is exactly what you meant. Oh, perfect. Thinking. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking maybe you mean the fire ants no. and Willie Scott has to reach her hand into yeah. like this mushy bug infested right. thing to grow for this lever. It's only about as big as your arm can fit. Right. Correct. It's, it's just like, and, uh, Indy's like reach in the hole to your right. And it's pretty funny. Go, like up to her shoulder. Right. At yeah. first she starts to reach and, Indy's hand comes out and grabs hers. He's like, your other right, your other right. And then she looks in the hole and there's a little hole where she can see him in there. Um, and she looks at all these bugs in there and she's like, I can't do right, it. Right. It's a fear and, factor moment. And this yeah. is one of my favorite lines and moments in all of the Indiana Jones movies is he looks out to her and he goes, we are going to die <laughs> through that little hole. <laughs> right yeah right, it's right. so great and then she reaches her hand in finally pulls the switch the spikes go out yeah, the room resets it's good. It's a good they're scene. relieved short round beelines out of there and indy's just relieved and willie runs in screaming right she's Still, screaming so she's, a lot, i got bugs all over me before you know it she bends over she hits the switch and the ceiling starts coming down again and indy's <laughs> like i'm not doing this yeah. and of course classic indiana jones they jump out of there, yeah. drops his hat. She screams through a lot it. of the movie, I feel like. I, I There's remember. a lot of screaming yeah. from Willie Scott. So, uh, Oh, I, I love Indiana Jones and the Temple of yeah, Doom. Great pick. Yeah, so I'm going to take one. credit for that one, even though I didn't tell you to go for that scene. I That's we, when, um, we, uh, when you did say, when we were saying bugs, I did kind of, that popped in my head. But I think we were I was on the spider train, so I wasn't really yeah, thinking... Right. Because even when you said Indiana Jones, I'm like Raiders, and then we started to fan it out to other right. bug things. So right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. Okay, nailed it. So my final one, the final one for the episode, and really an appropriate final stop on this journey through bugdom. Love it. Is the bug movie, the bug movie oh, of yeah. all bug movies, and I'm actually going to talk about two movies. Oh. I'm going to talk about 1958's. Sure. The Fly in 1986's The Fly. Sure. Two versions of the similar, that, uh, very similar premise for a similar movie. Um, and this is the case where it's both a movie about uh, bugs, or at least one particular bug, and like there are particular bug moments. Now, I don't really want to focus on the way the two main characters in the movie transform into like these humanoid yeah. bug monsters. I want to focus on the bug in the movie, like the fly in the movie. I'm only familiar um, with the Jeff Goldblum one. Sure. So let me start with what's in common, the movies have in common. Okay. Um, the the Both are set up with like a main leading man, scientist on the cutting edge of his field, developing some kind of teleportation technology. Um, and it's it's working and it's not working. You know, it's like it's uh, I, I can get it to work with inorganic matter, but I can't seem to get it to work with organic matter. You know, we got two pods. And if you put something in this pod and you activate the machine, it disappears from there. It disintegrates and then it right. reintegrates in the other pod. That much is true about both movies. But pretty, pretty much beyond that, 
um, they're very different. Now, the basic problem that occurs is the same. What happens in both movies, and this is the premise of both movies, this happens, it happens pretty near the beginning of the 86 fly and more like maybe it's closer to halfway through the 1958 fly. Um, the, the scientist decides to test the machine on himself and a fly gets in the mix. Like a normal house fly gets sure. into the chamber with him such that when he is teleported from one pod to the other pod, he is then on a genetic level or in the atom level, as the older movie calls it, um, combined with the fly so he's like part man part fly in the 1958 movie he's instantly part man part fly it's not like a transformation that kind of continues throughout the movie but in the jeff goldblum movie who's the lead in the 1986 movie it's like a slow he comes out looking normal feeling great it's kind of like a spider-man moment like i feel extra strong i feel extra agile like he has like some perks he feels great and then it's slowly like my skin's feeling off, my fingernails are falling off, I'm tr- I'm physically transforming, I'm spitting up vomit onto my food yeah, before I, I eat it. It's very the the David Cronenberg, which is the 1986 fly with Jeff Goldblum, much more visceral, much more shock, horror, gore. It's really going for this kind of tactile, organic, bloody uh, horror thing. Where the 58 flies much more. Um, like I don't know. It's it's still a horror movie, but it's not it's not that kind of shock factor. It's more psychological. It's more it's more of like a Doctor Frankenstein thing. Like when you mess with the science or you push too far, or you go over the edge, like it backfires. Or you know, it's like it's a it's more psychological in the trauma it's bringing right. him and how he feels like he needs to um take care of it himself to save his family from what he's turned into something like that right um so the 58 movie stars vincent price it's really good he's oh, yeah. he's he's not the main character he's like the brother of the main character so he comes in and out but he's always a good kind of host for a horror movie even when he's not the host um and the david cronenberg movie is is again jeff goldblum gina davis is the is the, right. the science yep. reporter who he kind of woos at the beginning and she's kind of around for the whole transformation. Um, But the moment I want to zoom in on in both movies is the moment of transformation because I think it is an interesting difference in these movies. Um, In the 58 movie, how they handle it is interesting. It's off screen. They show, they show the scientist with his wife and he's showing her, look, I can trans, I can send this ashtray from this one to the other one. And then he goes into his lab to work for a while and she's out in the house, and he just leaves notes in the door like, I'm working, I'm working, don't bother me. And they don't see him. And then she goes to check in on him at some point later in the movie, and he's locked himself in, and he slides her a note under the door like, something has happened. I need you to not lose your wits or something when, I, when you see what's so, – oh. so she just kind of bumps him. He has his head covered in like a towel. And he stays that way throughout the whole scene. And she doesn't actually see him. The The reveal when he takes off the towel and see he has the, like, the head of a fly is kind of later in the movie. So the, it's just handled differently. You don't see the fly. He just explains later on in a note like, oh, a fly landed in the machine and this is what happened. So the transformation kind of happens off screen and it takes a second for you to piece together what's going on here. 
And so the suspense just kind of is laid over the plot a little bit differently. Now, meanwhile, his son is like catching flies in the yard and he finds a fly with like a little white head. And isn't that interesting? And it turns out that's all really important for the plot. So the fly stuff is being established with the little kid in his bug catching net, even though it's not, you don't see it. As opposed to the 1986 fly where they really show you the whole thing. Like, like he's been uh, he's been drinking or something, frustrated with this project, Jeff Goldblum. He's talking to his baboon that he has. He's already killed one baboon trying to send it through the machine. He's talking to the baboon. He's saying, I can do this. I know it works. Um, and he decides to put himself in the machine. And he kind of goes into his Terminator naked pose, you know, right. hand on the knee in the machine. And then you see this fly, which has been in the scene the whole time. The baboon's been swatting at it kind of in the background. It hasn't really been showcased, but you know you know it's about to happen. So as the door is closing, you see the fly on the outside of the machine, and you see it fly into the machine. And so it's different. In the, in the later movie, you know what's going to happen. You saw the mistake happen, and you right. see, and while he comes out feeling great, he's not transformed yet. You know it's going to get worse. Little Where in the older movie, right, you don't see it at all and then it's kind of explained to you after the fact what happened and then the reveal is you know maybe more startling because he goes straight from a nice looking man you saw at the beginning of the movie right. to a man covered in a towel and then you get the big reveal when he pulls the mask off much later so it's just interesting how it's layered um, a little bit differently how it's kind of do you prefer one to the other i don't know i think they're both good they're both good movies but they're different movies like it's it's funny to call them different movies because they have the same title and basically the same premise was this based off any previous like short story or anything? i think there is some prior story to that they both share okay. um i would have to look into that more and there were sequels there's like the fly too yeah and some other, you know other other you know adaptations but um, they're very different movies. They, you might as well think of them as different movies. They have very different endings. They have very different um, plot structures, very different sensibilities. The David Cronenberg one is a David Cronenberg movie. Like it's right. very, it's very gory and practical effects heavy, and um, you know all the things you'd expect to see there. Where the other one feels more like an Alfred Hitchcock kind of Twilight Zone movie. It's it's more grounded and it's more just dealing with the interpersonal relationships and kind of that kind of eerie supernatural science fiction dangers of yeah. dangers of an experiment gone awry kind of a thing so they're different they're both great movies both fly centric both key fly characters yeah and it's right there in the many, title wonder how many flies were were used in the making of, of both movies <laughs> interesting to think about do you think anyone cares if flies are harmed in the making of a movie you know i'm sure somebody does okay. but probably fewer people than you know dogs and horses yeah <laughs> It always crosses my mind a little bit before I swat one, you know, like yeah. buzzing around or something, you know. You might not know this about me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an insect relocator. Oh, you are. I don't okay. like to smash. I like to relocate. Okay. Like to get that thing outside. That's right. So, you okay. know, <laughs> maybe, maybe relocator. the fly, maybe the fly is. Try to shoe more. Try maybe, to shoe. Yeah. Maybe uh, all these, I, I don't all have a good percentage have. of actually ever hitting a fly, so <laughs> you should feel better about that. My parents that. have, in my whole life they've had, they've had fly swatter, and it has a hole in the middle, oh. like a square cut out of it. Um, they didn't cut it out. It, like, it came that way. And then along the handle of the fly swatter, it says, um, to give the fly a sporting chance. <laughs> I love that. So it's a fly swatter with a, like a quarter size hole in the middle. <laughs> that's just funny. to keep it interesting. <laughs> They've that's, always had that. One. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. 
It's a great gift. Um, anyway, those are our yeah. bug movies. Yep. Is this an interesting set of movies? I don't know. It's an interesting collection of things and a way to group them. You know, I probably wouldn't have grouped Annie Hall with The Mummy or The Fly or no. Arachnophobia or, you know. Yeah. Some of them seems like a natural connection. Others, right. others different. But I think that's the beauty of a list like this that just takes one kind of set piece and says, like, how many movies have a similar set piece? Yeah. Um, a, a fun collection. I think you may be surprised yourself. With I did. I did. All not, good picks. I see no evidence of struggling with this list. I didn't and think. So. Well, I didn't think I was going to land on this many. Like, oh, I really. I thought maybe I'd like find bug moments that were good, but like, right. I actually found like movies you like. Movies I like that happen to have a bug moment in it. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, so yeah, sure. let's make a predi- let's make a precog. Let's flex our precog muscles here. No. Let's say let's say are you you know, let's maybe 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 I'm gonna predict there's gonna be a spider in your shower tomorrow. <laughs> oh, you think something like that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make it real specific. Oh man, uh, we need to be knocked off our high okay. horse a little bit. I thought you were gonna say like, is it is there pretty. Sp- tomorrow or next week they're going to announce and someone's going to remake the fly again or something that like seems that. inevitable so it's, it's almost like <laughs> another mummy. It's almost cheating to predict that the mummy yeah i mean brendan fraser's hot right now i could see them going like hey you ready brendan come back for fraser's for the hot because they did the mummy returns i think and maybe there's just the two then they did the scorpion king with the rock so yeah it kind of fizzled out maybe there's even a third mummy we'll keep our is, eyes open for what moments what bugs might present themselves to us? Or you, <laughs> listeners. That's right. And keep in mind, it might be a man who has been transformed into some kind of man-fly uh, hybrid. So, you know, think about that while you're swatting. Yeah. I certainly will think about the arachnophobia <laughs> yeah. thing. Think about the arachnophobia thing. Um, check your check. Do a little tick check before bed, everyone. It's a, yep. good, it's a good healthy practice. Check your dogs and cats. And uh, we'll see you. We'll see you. Yes. Yes.